0: Today's episode is brought to you by PureVPN. Whether you're streaming, browsing, or just looking for a little more online security, PureVPN has you covered. Rated 4.8 stars by True Pilot and seen on Wired, Yahoo Tech, The Huffington Post, and Lifehacker, PureVPN offers blazing fast VPN services at an affordable price. PureVPN also has features like internet kill switch, split tunneling, and the capacity to allow 10 devices per account as well as 24-7 customer support. Right now, they're even offering a 7-day full-access trial for just $0.99 and an additional 40% off their monthly subscription service. Use the link in the show notes to secure this deal and your online activity today. on beautiful okay sound check tetsuo
1: kaneda
0: how did that sound uh it sounded perfect like i was re-watching the movie um <laughs> did you like that the main character's name was canada
1: no <laughs> i did not uh but i did think that a lot like they would say it so fast that it Basically just be Canada.
0: I knew you would think that, and I thought that as soon as I heard him for the first time, I was like, Canada?
1: It's like maybe I'm I'm hearing it wrong because it's hard Japanese accent. Nope.
0: Canada! Canada.
1: Hey. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Poutine.
1: Hey, uh cheers uh, or whatever. Just- Cheersing to a bullet of clink. Not a satisfying clink, because I have a water jug. Uh, cheers for a sudden massive spike of subscribers. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I'll take it, regardless of whatever reason unknown that uh, caused it. But we are almost at 12,000 subscribers, which is extremely exciting. Um, cheers to us.
1: We did it. I'm responsible for exactly uh one of those in the last two weeks not the other uh 9999 um my friend fletch he had no idea this whole time that we had a podcast so i told him about ours and then i told him about uh pulling jobcast.
0: awesome and he subscribed
1: on the spot right then and there
0: well that's that's fantastic that's at least one that we know is not a robot right
1: right Uh all right. This movie, man. I I like I didn't think I would finish because I don't know if you, the way you watched it had commercials, but mine did. Mhm. Um and it's a very long movie surprisingly.
0: It is. I didn't realize it was a 2-hour movie when we chose it. Yeah.
1: Um uh, I was running up real close. I finished it like 30 minutes ago probably.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Right at the end there.
0: I used up a lot of my morning to watch this movie nice (laughs) i was doing other stuff anybody listening i was doing work Um, (laughs) i was working making calls shooting emails doing things that i was supposed to be doing and watching this movie um before we jump in what is this dude what what are people tuned into what's going on this
1: is the alex sterling watch stuff podcast i'm alex and i am sterling oh, i almost said canada but i couldn't bring myself to
0: it. i am canada i am canada <laughs> <laughs>
1: i am canada i am tetsuo
0: um this is the show where we watch drink review uh this week we decided to jump back into our animated movies theme uh, and went hard anime. It wasn't like general animation, like claymation or uh, uh what's the other one that escapes me now? Toy Story and uh, stuff like that like c g yeah, like, like Pixar, yeah, like Pixar movies. um wow, that's embarrassing. but uh yeah, so we went hard anime on this one. We watched the nineteen eighty eight Uh, Apparently groundbreaking Life changing (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Akira Yeah Uh, Wow Like it's it's like a
1: big Big deal and I've always Known it was a big deal Um, And I'm not gonna lie I spent the last Like 10 minutes before Our podcast trying to figure Out why it was a big deal I might have missed the boat on that one
0: I am Kind of there with you I tried to watch some research materials shall we call them yeah kind of analyzing the movie and like dissecting yep. it and stuff um to glean some more information um so i guess we should just dive in because we're, we're gonna get ahead of ourselves a little bit here
1: yeah uh okay so we we open up right away tokyo getting fucking blown away um and it's in 1988 i think which is funny because the movie actually takes place in 2019
0: hilarious to me
1: and it's funny because like aside from the laser bazookas i don't think there's that much that's that uh, sci-fi
0: yeah absolutely the maybe the hover bike thingies they weren't even hover bikes. They were just like super extreme. Oh, you're right. They were hover bikes. I like
1: them. Uh, which we have now. So, like, they're not weaponized like that yet, to my knowledge. But it, se- it seemed like a, it, was, it was the first experience I had where they were like 30 years in the future and it wasn't like everybody living across the galaxy and like flying cars and everyone's a robot.
0: And everyone has the same clothes on. Yeah. It
1: wasn't that.
0: Yeah, like everybody has white joggers, and it's like this is the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it like it. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like straight up. I, I you know what? I didn't know what to expect. I like, like I thought it was gonna be a bunch of different things, but I guess I don't remember watching any of this because I 100 percent saw this. I remember where I was, who I watched it with. I don't remember. I didn't remember shit about this movie.
0: Me exactly the same. Like I am exactly the same as you. I remember watching this. I remember where I watched it and who I watched it with. And I remember I guess like the beginning because the rest of the movie was a complete mystery to me and it definitely didn't do what I expected it to do. It was ridiculous. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. And I I remember like if Every time I thought of Ecura, I thought of the, the sick ass red motorcycle. Yep. And then I thought of like like blobs and wads of flesh. Like goopy flesh. And uh, I thought of a bunch of other things. And those were the only two things I got right. I think.
0: Yeah. I just I mainly remember the scene where that kid like literally knocks this dude's head off with a crowbar. On yeah. it just, <laughs> uh, it's an exceedingly it. violent movie. Yeah, and I think that's like kind of standard anime, like crazy blood squirting everywhere.
1: It was dope. um Apparently, it was like one of the first of its kind to do that, like to bring the super violent anime to, at least to America. And Americans were like, this is actually dope. <laughs>
0: this, I like this. Bring me more. Right. Um, so did you, after watching it, not watching any YouTube videos or reading, did you understand what was happening in the movie?
1: Did I understand what I, uh, there was one, I guess, kind of plot line that I didn't get. Uh, maybe two. I didn't know who that like corrupt, you know, that, that rich guy with the briefcase full of money that died in the alleyway. Yep. I was a little confused on his his role. And then I was confused on whether the scientist nuked the city to get rid of Acura or Acura just nuked the city because he because it was him. Yeah. Like I don't know who actually nuked it. I don't even know if it matters anymore.
0: I think it was the kid's power was was too strong, and like exploded. Yeah,
1: and then they somehow get his body and like dissect him and shit.
0: Yeah. So, storyline. This is very intense. So, <laughs> 2019, Tokyo is rebuilt into what is now known as Neo Tokyo. Whoa! Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> it looks pretty futuristic, but it also looks like garbage. So it's like kind of accurate. It's like
1: it, it, they only show like the grimy parts for the most part to me. Like they, you're right, they we show didn't the, show the city, city like in the distance always.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: And then like there's streets that are blocked off because they decided not rebuild them. There's like biker gangs. There's filth. There's a lot of homeless people. There's a lot of like sex in the streets and stuff. Like that's a big thing they wanted to push on
0: they did yeah and they i guess it was like supposed to show like how mm. depraved everything is but you're right like people were just like making out everywhere and like having sex and yeah like everybody does pills uh yeah. which was weird it was like a bar for pills i don't know what's, what's going on there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like it's 30 years after this explosion and apparently that explosion Triggered World War III because everybody thought someone dropped a nuke. So they're like, wartime. And so, like, the world is, or at least Tokyo, has been rebuilt after this war, after this devastation. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we open up with this dude in a trench coat and a hat, like, running away with a kid. A kid who looks like an old man. Bizarre. I thought it was
1: a, a dude. I thought it was an old dude. <laughs> Straight yeah. up.
0: And they don't explain that either. Like, why these kids look super creepy. Uh, I
1: mean, I, I guess we can poll that it was just, like, overly intense experimentation. Like, made them all ugly and stuff. And green. <laughs> yeah, like, they were, like, little monsters.
0: Yeah. Uh, so.
1: What, that guy, that one, the fat one in the wheelchair reminded me of that guy. That one guy. <laughs>
0: The rich guy with the long hair slicked back?
1: No, no no, that you know how there are three kids, like gross mutant kids? Are, yeah. The, the fat one reminded me of that that one fat blonde guy named Andy something.
0: Andy circus. No. Andy circus is uh Gollum. Uh Andy Sidakis, I think. Is it no, nope, that's not right either. No. Andy Milanakis.
1: No, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you.
0: No, nope, I know exactly what you're talking about. Andy Milanakis, guaranteed. Maybe it's
1: not Andy. Maybe I'm just thinking Andy.
0: Well, I just named two irrelevant people then. Um, but yeah, dude, so <clears throat> we they kind of set the scene, and then this guy and this kid are running away, and we're like, what's going on here? The police are chasing them. This dude shoots two dogs in the street in a traffic jam, and then the police gun him way down, And they're like freeze freeze there's a kid there Like stop shooting he's got a kid Mm -hmm. Kid survives And runs away And happens to stumble in the middle of a freeway Where this biker gang Is doing biker gang stuff And he gets Plowed Right into By our essentially our main character uh, Tatsuo Yep And nothing happens to the kid which, other than his looks, this is the moment where we figure out something is very weird about this kid.
1: Did you think Tetsuo died when he ran into him? Like, I thought he was so
0: done. I definitely thought he was smoked. <laughs> um, but he wasn't, and we find out later that, like, that moment awakened his powers. Yeah. Um, so... The police come and they take this kid away for more experimentation. And I guess they have some kind of a radar or, like, scanning system that scans for, like, people with abilities or people with this type yeah. of power. Yeah. Because then an extra dot starts showing up on the map. And they're like, that guy is one of them. We need to get him. So they grab him up. And experiment on him for a little bit. All the while, his like biker gang is trying to save him, and they end mm-hmm. up getting out. And he standard like experimentation alien stuff. Like his head starts hurting, and he starts seeing flashes. Yeah, yeah. And this is like where Akira starts coming up. Is like it starts saying Akira, and he's like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what this is. And They like, the army ends up basically repossessing him somehow yeah. uh, after he beats the shit out of a, a rival biker who is trying to, like, basically sexually assault his girlfriend in the street. Like, is that what was going on there? Yeah. Uh, like, he
1: very, very easily escapes this maximum security experimentation site, like, just basically walks out sees his girlfriend, he's like, let's get the fuck out of here and let's take Kaneda's bike. And they get out of there and then the biker gang, they had just gotten in that big-ass fight with him and they see him and they're like, oh, let's let's go get him. And then, that's like, the only glimpse before shit sets off that you get into Tetsuo's character, he gets like unreasonably butthurt that everybody helped him out and that he needed help. He's like, Get the yes. fuck off me. I could have done this on my own. You guys are always protecting me. I don't need protection.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to. Like, we see that he's, like, very insecure in the yeah. fact that he's kind of, like, an underling and kind of weak. And that really plays a big part later, uh, which we will get into. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know why, like, he's offended that people care about him. That's so weird i
1: I think you're uh, you nailed it. it's an insecurity thing, and it, like if someone helps you, it makes you weak, I guess, because you should have been doing it on your own, or you should be showing people that you could do it on your own, whatever it is, like it struck him you know the wrong way, uh, yeah, and like he what happens and then he starts to hallucinate hell of hard, and the government swings by and grabs him,
0: yes. So, when he's in the government's, uh, like, care, I guess, like, this facility, he then starts hallucinating super hard, and... Ooh,
1: that's when it started to get fucked up.
0: It started to get so weird, dude. Like, he's in his bed, and this giant teddy bear comes out, and it's, like, becomes, like, a flesh monster, and then other creatures come out, and it's super weird. Like it's, it's all fake until he actually hurts himself and then he's bleeding. And then we see it's these kids like putting on these forms Mm -hmm. trying to like mess with him. And they're like, Oh blood. And then you see the kids and he's like, what the hell? And starts like losing his shit on these kids. Um, which, you know, I probably would too, if they were messing with me in my head, becoming giant creepy teddy bears, I'd be like, come here, kid, let me show you what's up.
1: Yeah. And like, Then the kids say to him that like, or then they try to actually kill him, and then he uses his abilities for the first time, and they kind of pop off like real quick, and he's just blowing fucking everything up, and anybody who who comes close, he just turns them into a pile of blood.
0: Yeah, he gets very powerful very fast, and that's like, I, I don't quite understand why exactly like is it because his powers were woken up like when he's older or is he just special in some way like to get so much power
1: i think i think they
0: said that he was
1: special and the reason why it popped off too quickly was because he they were sedating him and keeping him on medication and like that was helping it stand to wraps and helping him control it a little bit So, like, the more time he went without the medication, the stronger he would become, but also the less he could control it until it, like, consumed him later. Yeah, dude. Uh, and the three kids were like, you are gonna do, you're gonna fucking destroy this city, you're gonna do terrible things, so we're gonna kill you, we're gonna try to stop you. And that was my one thing, I was like, you know, you set him off on, like, a war path, and because you just gave him no explanation of anything, and the second he wakes up, you start to fuck with him with the teddy bears and shit, and then you try to kill him. Maybe just talk to him. Maybe just yeah. tell him what's up. Uh, and they didn't. And that led to, I guess, I don't know if it was the end of the world, but end of a lot of things.
0: Yeah, it basically like re Tokyo.
1: Yeah, uh, in like a weird way.
0: Yeah, and so I want to talk about that, too. Um, There's a lot we're brushing over because this movie is so strange uh, without a lot of explanation, but one of the things is that while we're seeing this experimentation and stuff, there's, like, a subgroup of rebels that are trying to find this facility as well, and, like, the government... Basically, what happens is, from the initial explosion, the government knew that it wasn't a nuke. They knew it was this kid, and it's been, like, this best-kept secret, where apparently everybody and the world thinks that it was a nuclear explosion, and the government didn't tell anybody about Akira, who was the original cause. And they buried it, tried to do a bunch of research, failed, so they locked it away, and it became almost this, like, cult myth where, like, a lot of the citizens, like, worship Akira like a god and, like, are waiting for him to return.
1: Yes. Which is what's
0: kind of fulfilled in this Tatsuo getting these powers and kind of escaping. But there's this group of rebels, and, like, I kind of don't understand their mission. Like... uh, I don't know what
1: their overall mission is, but, like, at one point it kind of shifts to we got to get these kids out of the facility and then we got to help uh get tetsuo out of there
0: yeah but i
1: you're right man like they're blowing shit up and they're fighting cops and army people and i don't get what they're actually doing
0: yeah i don't fully understand what the what the dynamic is there but tetsuo decides to go full dragon ball z and puts on a cape and starts destroying the whole city and at one point even goes to space
1: (laughs) i would love i him destroying shit and people trying to get him and uh canada like having like his one-on-ones with them and shit that was really cool to me like all those fight scenes him going up to space and fucking blowing up that big gun was so cool
0: I did it, think that was cool. I, honestly, I thought going to space was a little extreme. I yeah. Think he could have been just as badass staying on Earth. Yeah. But it was kind of a testament to the power. It was like, yeah, this giant space gun is shooting at me. Let me go take care of that real fast. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: uh, I just thought like it, it came so naturally to him, and that's, that was weird to me. Like, if you just got all the power in the world, You'd probably be a little afraid to use it and to do things. And like to go into space, I think would be scary, like naturally scary.
0: Right. I don't think you'd immediately know I could survive it. You know, you yeah. would be like, oh, that's cool. I can, you know, explode people's heads without touching them. I can probably <laughs> survive in space. Like that's the next thing I should try. Yeah, I'm going to connect how that works. Right. Uh, but he like, did if it. If I could all of a sudden levitate things with my mind, I wouldn't be like, "Hey Sterling, shoot me and see if I survive." Like it's yeah. not, it's not the natural progression.
1: Exactly. Of there are at least fifty steps before that. <laughs> so <laughs> many things you need to test before that.
0: I was hoping you'd use a way smaller number. There are at least two other things. <laughs> to.
1: You go from moving stuff to your mind to reading people's minds to taking bullets.
0: Yeah. That is the progression. <laughs> the only one. Um, so he gets ridiculously powerful. And then there's an interesting conversation that happens. And I really only put this together after watching a couple of videos. Um, so I, I didn't come up with this on my own. But basically what the kids were saying is like, you shouldn't have this power. That's That's why big people shouldn't have this power. Um, coupled with, uh, the girl's name is Kay, and yeah. our lead character Canada, um, <laughs> are like stuck in a cell together, and she's basically talking about like the cosmic power that is in everything, like mm-hmm. you know from amoebas to humans to fish to everything. There's this power, and like there's a natural progression of how this power comes to be. And so, like, what if a lesser being was given a larger being's dose of that power? And the she the the uh, example she used was, like, what if an amoeba had the power of a human? It wouldn't all of a sudden do human things. It would just do more of what it already does, right? Amoebas. That's, yeah, it was a really good them. point yeah and so like that's basically what happened to this guy he got the power of like a god but did human stuff with it yeah that's why it was so destructive he like didn't know how to handle it like a mature creature so it like overtook him and that was why in the end here like he starts to like expand i don't know what's going on i don't know the better way to put that but like his flesh starts expanding and becoming like uncontrollable and he literally becomes a giant baby yeah a big
1: flesh baby thing
0: a weird flesh alien baby um and i i think that was because like that was his mentality of like he reverted back to i'm helpless you know even though i hate when people rescue me like i am a child and like that's kind of what it reverted to wow interesting
1: that is a good point i think i think that's right
0: but if it is right they took a weird way to get there and i had to have several people explain it to me (laughs) (sighs)
1: me too man it was it was apparently like all about intense symbolism and like a lot of shit about uh nuking japan and like japan trying to like enter a new era that's completely free of the the past image and like the dangers of nuclear war and the dangers of one one person having or one entity having too much power so a lot of like trauma coming out talking about getting you know nuked back in the day yeah um oh and i i saw someone say that the uh the him turning into like the fleshy baby thing was supposed to symbolize all the people that had deformities and all the kids that had deformities being born after the nukes.
0: I would believe that I didn't hear that, but I would 100% like see that being a thing.
1: Yeah. Um, really, really interesting. And I'm forgetting some of the other things. Um, um, Yeah, it was it was Tetsuo was kinda like the main character. Canada was like this badass. I also I also fucking hate, it drives me nuts how like the Japanese have no no concept of like how old people are and what people are capable of at certain ages. Like Canada was supposed to be like fourteen. Oh like, yeah. Like essentially an eighth grader. Like Shoot fucking fighting grown ups shooting laser bazookas,
0: yeah, being just a super badass, I really liked him, he was and, cool, you're right, though, like definitely children, but they make them out to be like thirty year olds
1: yes, exactly, um so that is always mind blowing to me um that fucking uh and they it's like when you hit. 20 or something in their society, you're suddenly a fucking old bitch. Like, Dude, I that scene that with the-
0: like a, a sign of like, I guess the changes after the bomb or something. Cause that guy, that cop was like 50 years old.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not a day past 25.
0: <laughs> I'm not even married.
1: <laughs> some, some scenes were really funny. Like the scene where they were getting reprimanded at their fucked up high school. And they're like, <laughs>
0: discipline yeah <laughs> did you get me i I lost you at about halfway sir <laughs> this is
1: so funny um and then like canada's reactions when he's kind of he doesn't belong in this fight like he's just one dude who's fighting tetsuo has no chance and like when there's like rocks massive building debris falling from the sky he's just like squirming around trying to get away from oh, it yeah so. <laughs> so funny. Um and they go they do a lot of like back and forth like he thinks it's his mission to kill him because it's his friend and his friend got basically drunk with power and he has to he has to kill him and but then he when he can't control it and things are getting bad he like wants to save him.
0: Yeah, and that was another weird part that they, like, didn't really explain was during some parts of the movie like, the little girl could, like, take over people's heads and, like, talk for them. Yep, yep. Yeah. so they, like, could tell hey, are you this person or are you someone else? And they asked Tatsuo that and they're like, hey, are you Tatsuo or are you somebody else? And, like, he didn't answer, which is, like, Maybe he is someone else. So we d- we couldn't tell if he's drunk with power or if he's literally being controlled by someone or something else. And then it kind of mm. felt like that was the case because when he did become that huge baby, uh, <laughs> he was like squirming between the flesh and like he became himself again. He was like begging for help. It was really yeah. weird. So, but they like didn't explain it. Like we don't know. It's like, hmm.
1: I think it's supposed to be fucking symbolism. I think
0: a lot of symbolism, maybe too much. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I I like uh, this. Like the movie being like the blanket. The symbolism being the thing you you wrap with the blanket. You know, like you you still get a good big good movie out of it, but there's symbolism on the inside.
0: Yeah, this had like this was like a symbolism onion. It's just layers and yeah. layers. Yeah, and. One more thing I think is important to touch on is basically after he becomes a baby, there's another giant nuclear explosion. Which but yeah,
1: that's moving so slow.
0: It's from what I can tell, when the first one happened, it was it was this psychic kid, but it was like basically creating another universe. Like, that's kind of what was happening. Yeah. And then, you know, shit went crazy. And then 30 years later, it happened again. And, like, that's what the scientist had kind of seen in his little diagram scanner thing. Mm -hmm. It was, like, creating a second universe again. And that was, like, Tatsuo's, like, conversion into, like, being a god, where the last line of the movie is, I am Tatsuo. Like, I am something more. I don't know. Nothing is explained and I'm very confused. Yeah. That that was it. And like Um
1: The the three like remaining friends, there's a lot of people, a lot of mean people too that die in it. And like the It's uh Canada K and their buddy, I forgot his name. Me too. But Those three. Shouted
0: every four seconds.
1: I know, and uh, but the whole city is destroyed, like all of it's fucked up.
0: So, this movie, even though it was strange, and maybe because it was strange, was extremely popular. Became a cult classic, and in your ten to fifteen minutes of homework, did you see that people are trying to make a live action remake? (laughs) No apparently they've been trying to make a live action of this movie for like over a decade. And wow. Apparently Leonardo DiCaprio is very interested in the project, like trying to get it off the ground. Um, and some direct something or
1: just like pay for it.
0: I don't know if he wants to be in it. Uh, I'm assuming he would want to be in it, but I don't know if he wants to be a main character. Um, but I think it's like, a really artsy thing that he wants to participate in yeah potentially help finance
1: it's a big deal to the japanese
0: huge and uh, i heard a quote from george takei that was like basically uh when they were really getting serious about trying to make it live action and like apparently a bunch of white people were going to star in it he was like if you guys do this you will tank it will tank the movie Like, you can't whitewash something like this. It's so significant to, like, Japan and to, like, Asian people. You can't just throw a bunch of white people as the main characters. Like, it's not going to work. Like, Ghost in the Shell with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Huge flop. Like, you can't do that. Right. Um, Which is probably a portion of why it's not gotten really any legs. But there is, like, a five-minute preview on YouTube because some director shot test footage and created a trailer for a live action and it's dope really it looks really cool well i have to see that yeah man i'll send you the link it looks really good wow i think and that was posted like six years ago dang
1: i like literally don't know how you'd pull off the end shit like when it gets fucking wild and crazy you know and i i think you and me are just like the bulk of Americans when it goes when it comes to seeing movies like a lot a lot of people aren't going to get it or wouldn't get it or just not appreciate it
0: yeah um and i think on that point um, what is that new zealand actor's name uh watiti Ta- taika taika yeah he was very invested in the project as well and really wants to get it off the ground. And one of the quotes from him was like, nobody wants to make a shot-for-shot remake. Like, that's not what we want. We want to do a new take on it. We want to be, you know, accurate to the manga, but we don't, you know, we don't want to just reshoot this cartoon movie. You know, we want to make it our own. And so I'm hoping that, A, they do that and don't do a shot-for-shot, but they also maybe explain things a little better. Um, and really make it so that people watching it, you know, potentially for the first time in this live-action one, won't be as lost as you and I are right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they would. They'd have to do some adjusting. I mean, it's it's like a thirty-year-old movie by now, so they they gotta fix it up. Uh, that would be cool. I would love to see that world in real life.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that, the test footage does a good job. It looks really cool. I don't know where they filmed it, but
1: I wonder like I wonder why it keeps falling apart. Like is it just like such a big important project that people have a lot of pressure or something?
0: Yeah, that's my guess. Is that it's it's like one of those things where if you are going to attempt it, like if you swing, you cannot miss. You know, you can't screw this up. Um Right. Like so many other things, right? That like, like people have either Star tried to remake Wars. or tried to make from books or movies, where it's like, this is so legendary. If you, you want to try, go for it, but don't just do it because. Like you, you've got to really nail it. And it's, yeah. that's an intimidating prospect. Of like everybody being like, "Do not fuck this up."
1: I know. We will kill you. We will find you if you ruin this.
0: Did you see that John Bernthal interview about the Punisher? No. When when he was gonna do the Punisher role, like he it was announced that he was gonna do it, but they hadn't shot anything yet.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I, I forget where he said he was. He was in some random city, and he went to a comic book shop and went to go pick up a bunch of Punisher comics to like read up. Do I love that? God damn it! He pulled up a stack of Punisher comics to the register. And the guy looks at him and the guy behind the register looks at him and he's like, I know who you are and uh, I know what you're doing. So let me help you. Stack, <laughs> And he's like, don't read this one. Don't read this one. Don't read this one. And he like separated the stack and he's like, if you want to do this right, read these comics. No don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that sick?
1: That's fucking amazing. I, I don't know if they're doing it for, like, fucking, I don't know, gimmicks or, like, to gain attention or win favor of the crowd. But I love it when you see some, like, an actor reading the comic book as, like, they're doing research or something.
0: Yeah, I hope it's not a gimmick. Like, I think it's just, you know, you've got to read the source material. Like, you can't just go off of an idea that you have in your head. You've gotta like kind of understand the architecture before you can like put up the the decorations. I guess I don't know. Yeah, if that's good.
1: and like I think a lot of actors think, oh, I'm just gonna bring my fucking personality to it, like they do with everything. But the the character already really established, you know. Yes, like in comic books. Uh like knowing the difference between being Bruce Wayne and Batman is fucking huge. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I like that. And I I would hope that they would do that for this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I really, I would love to see a live action remake just because it it feels like it could be like Alita Battle Angel, like a really cool futuristic yeah. like live action dope movie. Which
1: we really liked.
0: Yeah, it was tons of fun. I actually want to rewatch that. It's been a while.
1: Same. It popped up like on YouTube for me or something. And I thought, oh, I should check this out.
0: But yeah, it's it's got to be an intimidating project to to jump on.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd
0: expensive. Want to watch
1: that. Yeah, the thing about those movies is like everything has to be fucking remade, right? Like you can't just film in normal Tokyo. You have to build a world.
0: Yeah, like guaranteed, a lot of the buildings like would be fake. You know, yeah. and like you could for a lot of the close-up shots, you could be in like you know any major downtown right whether it's san francisco or new york or la or whatever it's like you could film a lot of those shots in like some seedy underbelly you know alley Mm -hmm. but for a lot of these wide shots with a lot of skyscrapers and stuff like you're gonna basically have to cgi all that in and like yeah make it really extreme
1: and then the cgi for like the tetsuo going crazy scenes oh my god i get like destructions of uh, countless buildings and people and blood and violence and, like, the the big flesh baby thing.
0: Yeah. I actually I feel like the flesh baby could be, like, one of the easier parts, because you think about a lot of the monsters in, like, you know, pick a movie, like, Pacific Rim or Lord oh, of the Rings or anything, like, really? you can create something ridiculous on a massive scale, but, yeah, I, yeah like, the surrounding world would be a little more difficult, because you want to layer that. You don't want it to just be full CGI everything.
1: Yeah, so it's, yeah. That's tough. You're totally right, dude. Um, so, like, oh man, I hate just making us so vulnerable like this, but so how do you feel about the movie?
0: I like being vulnerable, Sterling. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm comfortable.
1: See, you wouldn't go crazy like Tetsuo if you had all those powers. <laughs>
0: <characters. laughs> I should have had those powers. I would have done good things. Um, to be honest with you, man, I I, I don't feel like I can rate this very highly. Um, yeah. I know it's an extremely important movie to a lot of people, and I respect that, but I was not as entertained as I had hoped. Um, I even like halfway through the movie, I was like, what is happening here? This is so weird. And maybe it's that I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Like the poster is like some badass dude walking up to his sweet motorcycle and I'm like, maybe this is just gonna be kind of like a lone badass type movie. So I, I didn't really know what I was jumping into, but um yeah man, there was a lot of parts of the movie where I was questioning like what the hell am I watching? um right so yeah man like to be frank i there's not a lot of people i would recommend it to which is not a good sign
1: yeah same and like it it's it sucks and it's it's hard to like shit on something you know a lot of people care about i guess we're not shitting on it we're not saying don't watch it or it's a piece of shit movie
0: Yeah, I just, it's not one of those movies where you tell everybody to watch it. Like, I might, I would be comfortable telling our buddies to watch it, right? Like,
1: yeah, I know
0: they would probably enjoy it and think it was super rad. Yeah. But, like, the guy that showed it to me when I was a kid, um, he was into everything strange. Which, after (laughs) watching this, makes a lot of sense why he liked it. Because it was very weird, and, like, everything he liked was super weird. So, like... I almost think he liked it because it was so, so different, so strange. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a conventional movie. Um, and therefore, you know, an unconventional movie is not going to be widely accepted by everybody. Yeah. And, the, like,
1: maybe just, like, people like us were not the tur- target audience, you know? Maybe it was meant for the Japanese people or, like, for people of a certain era here. Um. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I Who knows? Know. What, what were your thoughts? Like, if you were to give it a 1 to 10?
1: Uh, 1 to 10, I'd probably give it like a... Honestly, like a 4 or 5.
0: I'm right there with you, buddy. Like, I was going to say like a 4. It, it was like
1: pretty good. Pretty good had me right up until they brought back akira and like and then things got and then he turned into the morphe baby thing and then a lot of talk about the universe and shit uh and then they lost me but like and then it ended when it ended i just didn't like feel very good i didn't think like oh dang here's this profound message i got or oh my god that ending was so badass like i just didn't have anything it just left me feeling weird you know
0: exactly like, like, like exactly Almost there was no sad. real explanation on anything, and it was just the end. And mm-hmm. like, even the ending wasn't the end. It was like, what does that even mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. So it just it just made me feel weird, and I don't like feeling weird. So that's what happened. But it's our job to do these things, and I'm glad we did it.
0: Me too. I'm glad. I'm always happy to watch something that's so famous so highly regarded
1: yeah like iconic. you don't
0: like it you're like a lot of this this is the foundation of a lot of other things and it's important to realize
1: i appreciate it because apparently it paved the road here for like more violent anime and shit so like i where wonder
0: huh like where did you hear that and and can you give any examples I don't know if they gave any where you read it or anything, but, like, uh, uh, do you have so any I saw it. More? I saw it on
1: YouTube. I watched this guy explain it. But, like, I'm thinking, because this was one of the earlier animes here, like, would we receive anything? Like, any other violent anime? Like, because it, I think cartoons here are, I mean, to this day, are really looked at as, like, a child's thing. Like, anything animated is for children. But, yes. like... They're straight up adult animation and it's fucking awesome. And
0: Yeah, and like not porn. Not. Like like legitimate deep storylines with complex characters that are for adults.
1: Right. Right. Like uh the fucking last season of Samurai Jack was totally pointed towards adults. And oh, it, yes. it started for kids, I think. Um which is such a crazy fucking transition to me that they were able to do that um and like but if we're talking about like japanese stuff i'm wondering if big things like attack on titan would be here today without it attack on titan is insanely violent and i wonder if it would have the same audience like it just built a big base to me if that yeah. was the thing that broke through the barrier that is super important
0: yeah that makes it a huge a huge step i'm trying to think when was princess mononoke out uh, oh god right around like, the same one time of my favorites
1: i i think that is way better than this like we watched it pretty recently and it was real good
0: pretty recently was like a year ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> so princess mononoke was 97 so almost 10 years later oh really yeah whoa
1: i didn't realize that's that's wild
0: and what's interesting, too, is um, I'm, now I'm not sure when they dubbed Akira. It could have been dubbed right when it was brought to the States. Um, I doubt they would have shown like a full Japanese movie, even though, you know, now there would be an audience. People would go see that. Um, I don't know if they would have done that for a movie like this back in 90 or 88 or whenever this hit America. But Princess Mononoke, the interesting thing about the dub was that there are a lot of famous actors that do those voices for that. So cool. Uh, for the English version, um, which is fascinating. Like Keith David, um, the woman who plays Dana Scully, whose name escapes me, uh, from the X-Files. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. The guy, this dude won an Emmy last night and or on Sunday, and he escapes me. But he was the voice of the main guy, uh, Ashitaki. I, I don't
1: know how Miyazaki movies or the studio pulls that off, dude. But all those movies when they're dubbed over, they have their casts are crazy wild.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what people do. respect it so much, and they know that it's. I think it's been compared this way many times, but it's like the the Walt Disney of Japan, where it's like sure. that's. Like that's the importance that this guy has, and so it's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this project? It's like, hell yeah, I can't say no to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, totally agree. I really want to like. I want when I have kids one day, I want uh, Ghibli movies to be like part of their their list. You know, like I want to play those as frequently as like Disney and Pixar movies because they're so good.
0: You know. I've watched other Ghibli movies and I haven't been as uh like intoxicated with them as I was Princess Mononoke. I
1: I don't like, know what other Ghibli movies are straight up for adults, but uh Mononoke is definitely tailored for adults. So maybe that's part yeah, of the
0: reason. And I think that kind of it's also like a straight up like badass like adventure movie almost. Yeah, and it's so extreme. Yeah, I would love to see a live action of that. I think they could do some sick stuff with that. Oh my gosh,
1: they—I feel like that is attainable right now. I feel like people could do it. It's not so far fetched and wild. You can't imagine it being a thing. I can picture it in my head. Like,
0: I could see it? Yeah, I could, I could being really it. cool. I just,
1: I, <laughs> shit. I could see it. That'd be really fucking cool, dude. I uh Sean and I went to the Ghibli Museum in uh Japan. It's really wild. It's really, really wild. It's basically like a like a mansion, like a really, really huge house that every room is like decked out and super cartoony and crazy. Um and like every everything you investigate is like part of one of the movies
0: oh that sounds so rad
1: like you could like you'll see like a little hole like by like in the wall by your waist and you'll look in it and you'll see like the little dust mites looking at you from like (laughs) um there's like if you go to like the bathroom there's like uh ponyo like in the water in the sink or whatever yeah uh like cool shit like that like japan just crushes themes. Theme shit. They nail it.
0: They do, man. They really go a hundred and ten percent on everything. They don't mess around.
1: Yeah. Um, it's awesome.
0: But I, I knew a guy that used to go to Japan all the time. He's he's uh half Japanese and so like his family would go back home, you know, oh, nice. every every year. And there was one time we became pretty good friends. And he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to Japan uh, in a couple months. Um, do you want me to get you anything, like, crazy technology? I was like, what? Whoa. What do you mean? And he's like, dude, you've never been, so you don't understand. But the technology we get here is, like, sold on the streets in Japan, like, years before it comes here. Like, so they true. have the craziest shit. So, like, if you want a badass cell phone... I can go get you a cool one from there and bring it back. Um, Just, you know, like, give me a couple hundred bucks and I'll get you, like, the craziest shit you've ever seen. And I didn't take him up on it like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But I I always remember that, like, just picturing him walking through the streets and seeing, like, these, like, flea market stands of, like, hologram phones or some shit, like I could have had, like, just, oh... I wish I would have done that, but I just, that's how I think of Japan now. Like, just all the coolest stuff ever that's just not here in America.
1: It's, like, the things they have are are so ridiculous. Like, some things are just in such excess. They're, like, how can we, how can we automate this fucking taxi car door? And, like, a taxi car door will open on its own and close on its own. Because, like, why not?
0: <laughs> because why not? I'm amazed they don't just blast off and the car just grows a new door. (laughs) (laughs) We decided,
1: do it all with doors! (laughs) Dude, like, just fucking vending machines everywhere that are, like, operated with your phone, and, like, you could fucking uh, buy buy shit on your phone and hover it over the vending machine and, like, get shit out of there, and, like... It's wild. It's so wild. And it's... We always call America the land of convenience, but it's actually Japan. You can fucking get whatever you want there.
0: Dude, it's I wanna go. I wanna go there so bad.
1: We were supposed to go this or next year, like our squad, everybody, but you know, a couple things got in the way of that.
0: Just a couple things, nothing big. Just a little couple little inconveniences hit <laughs> the entire planet. Yeah.
1: Um I, I want to go back real bad. It was the best. Um, all right, man. Are we are we going to close here? And I think I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We should put a poll out. Let's ask what maybe we should do next.
0: Deal. Um.
1: The the fans guide us in honor of 10k subscribers.
0: Do we give any theme or indication or choices, or do you just say? Like, what movie do you want? I feel like we got to put some parameters down.
1: Uh, yeah. I, we're too early for Spooky, because next week we will still not be in October. Um,
0: well, that's not true. This episode is going to come out... Oh, shit! ...on...
1: You're so right.
0: Um, where is my calendar? It's going to come out on the 28th.
1: On Twenty eighth September. Okay. So, so by the
0: time we record the next one and have it released, it will be within the parameters of October. Therefore, eligible for Spook.
1: Spooktober. Uh, let's okay. Let's kick off Spooktober then, man.
0: Let's do it. All right.
1: We um, uh, need all your fucking. So funny because we just did a scary movie. Um, all your your horror classics. All that shit. That's what we got to ask for.
0: Deal. I can do that. And at some point in October, we have to discuss uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor.
1: (gasps) Wait, is that coming out this month? On the 9th. Fucking stop it. Okay, well, that's going to be the second thing. We got to binge that.
0: We are going to crush that. Oh. Uh, And then we'll talk about that.
1: I can't fucking wait for that, dude.
0: I'm very excited.
1: Hill House was great.
0: I almost want to rewatch that, too. And, like, maybe, uh, man, back to back. That's a lot of binge. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's doable.
1: (laughs) When you're not doing anything on the weekends because quarantine, you can get a lot done for this podcast. Damn right. Uh all right. How can they reach us? Oh, I got a number. 415 488 5031. I got a number. Text me, call me if you want to reach me.
0: That was 415
1: 488
0: 5031. Nailed it. Um you can also reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. ASWS podcast. Google us, go on our website. You can comment on our episodes. Uh, Shoot us an email, aswspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your spooky ideas. Uh, We'll take everything into account and uh, we'll choose some stuff to uh, to talk about over the next month.
1: Fuck yes. All right, crew. Good evening and Alex, cheers. (gasps) Cheers. I did it on my phone. That's how much I care about our cheers.
0: It's so important. Good night, everyone. Okay, bye.